Welcome to our very first ever episode of Iris Matters, where we're going to be covering all sorts of subjects that matter to you. We're really excited to be using a new platform to connect. And today I am here with Iris's VP of Industry Relations. Her name's Julie Dahl. She has been working with this industry for the past 17 years. She's going to tell us a little bit about what has been happening in this really strange time that we are all going through. So Julie, how are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Annie. I'm really excited about this podcast. I'm looking forward to having another way to reach out to our community and chat about topics that matter. We have all sorts of great things going on at Iris to help us adapt during this time. Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah, and I think this podcast is a part of it, finding other ways to connect to people and reach out to people. So, Julie, there have been so many changes in the past six months for the MLS, for real estate in northern Colorado, and for the world. So I'm, I'm curious if you could let the listeners know a little bit more about how Iris has adapted. That's a great question. So much has changed. And at the same time, I feel like we were very prepared for these changes to occur. You know, one of the things that has been really interesting to me is as we work remotely, how much more efficient we've become. Certainly we miss seeing one another. We miss seeing our subscribers come into the office, but the efficiencies that we've put into place have really made a huge impact on how we do business. Over the past several years, we've really kind of made an effort to push everything into the cloud. The great news was we literally went into the office on a, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday morning, and by that afternoon, we were all home at work. We had new voice over IP phones, so when our subscribers called, it rings to our home offices now. And we can process subscribers, we can manage the MLS system, we can answer phones. And it really has not made a big impact on how we do business, other than perhaps that we're a little more efficient and that we're missing our subscribers in person. But we did switch over to webinars as well. And thanks to the state of Colorado, we can also provide continuing ed credit on those as well. So, Oh, that's wonderful. I agree with you, Julie. I think there's been a lot of efficiency added. There's certain distractions that don't exist when you work from home. And there's the need to write processes and make videos and create really clear communication that we can share, obviously using the Internet, using using technology that uh, maybe isn't such a priority when you can just sit down and do something face to face. So it creates a, a really replicatable experience that I think people don't always want to put that work in on the front end when it's just easier to sit down next to somebody and tell them to sort of download that information directly. So I think long term, that's added to a lot of our efficiencies as well. One of my favorite parts has been watching how people find other ways to connect, because that's just such a deep human need. I agree. I agree completely. So that's, you know, I think there have been some challenges to answer your question, but Less challenges than I, definitely less challenges than I anticipated. So what have you learned that you think is going to change the future of business as usual? Because we keep hearing it over and over again. The world's changing and it has changed. And there's things that's not going to go back to the way they were before. So so what do you think uh, are going to be some long term changes from the adaptation this has brought on? I think overall, not necessarily Speaking in regards to Iris, I think that we've had a massive shift in how business is being done now. And I will be very interested to see if remote working continues to increase. I know that Colorado is one of the top states in the nation for remote working anyway. So that may also impact, you know, even how we structure our homes. Needing an extra room for an office 
when that was never a big thing for very many people, needing to have a little bit more peace and quiet. I think you're seeing really strong surges in resiliency and other people who are really struggling. And I think that we as an organization to continue business as usual have really put a focus on how are you doing? That's how we have to keep going with business as usual is making sure that the people who need help get the help that they need. We got to keep helping each other. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. I have found that our team has become more close in a lot of ways. Communication has increased. And I think we're all going to have to be talking and communicating and documenting procedures a lot more. And I think so, I think you touched on a, a something that I've seen a lot of, too, is even though there's there's a lot of hardship and there are people struggling, I think there's this there's a surge of kindness too, and there's this surge of we're all in this together and that feeling of you know we got to help each other through that and and there are some some things going on to you know everything from these these record low mortgage rates to different things that are being passed um, federally to to protect people and I think that those are really important really important for people to be educated on for them to know what's available to them that sort of thing so you know Annie actually it's really interesting that you're talking about resources and we're talking about the you know some of the federal issues like mortgage rates and um, different acts of legislation and so forth a great resource for that is our government affairs director Barbara Kelzer and we do keep all of her government affairs updates on our blog. So listeners, go to iris, I-R-E-S, hyphen, like a minus sign, net.com. Click on our blog, and you'll be able to see all of Barbara's updates. Those will provide you with a ton of information about everything that's affecting us from a local, state, and federal level. So check those out when you get a few. So, um I want to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room, Julie, and that is data sharing. So we know that recently Ari Colorado and Iris decided to go forward with data share. And there's a lot of excitement about this and there's a lot of buzz about it. So I guess the first thing I'm wondering, Julie, is where did it go? I know that we used to have it. So what happened? Great. Thanks, Annie. Yes, absolutely. I can definitely go over some of the history here. Several years ago, this was when I very first started at IRIS, we had something called CCM. We released it, oh gosh, early 2000s, maybe 2003, 2004. And CCM stood for Colorado Cooperative MLS. And that was a separate search, actually. You would go into the search button and then you'd go to CCM and you could find just a tiny bit of information for listings in IRIS, in Ari, Colorado, which back then was Metrolist, Pike's Peak, and we were all sharing with each other. And then we expanded that. We actually had an expansion, more fields, more details, more photos. And that was in 2006. We expanded again in 2007. And the intent of it was to really give our brokers more listings without having to subscribe to multiple systems, or at least to access them if they did subscribe to more than one system in one place, just to make it a little easier. If they were logged into IRIS, they could see everything if they were logged into RE Colorado, Pikes Peak, et cetera, okay? And then that went on for quite some time, and then we actually went into a fuller data share. So then they were integrated into regular listing search. You no longer had to go access those listings under CCM as a different search. And that was really exciting. We were thrilled about that. We had that for years. It worked very, very well. Back then, you could actually take those listings and pull them into public records, or you know, you could pull them into Cloud CMA, and it was great. 
couple years ago, in 2017, we did receive an offer from RE Colorado to purchase Iris, and we decided that, that we weren't going to go down that path. We wanted to stay our own company, and subsequently, data sharing did end around that time. I believe it was in March of 2017. So we've not had data share, we haven't had data share with RE Colorado since then, and Obviously, I think most, most of our subscribers know there were merger talks for quite some time, very extensive talks, and I know that this was a really, really trying time. You know, you said it was the elephant in the room, it is. I'm just going to address it. Our subscribers were really upset that they didn't have access to listings from our Colorado, and I suspect vice versa. It was a, a trying time, and it still is. You know, we're working on this. And then this year, in 2020, Ari Colorado and Iris did go ahead and decide that we were going to data share with one another again. And it was really, really exciting. And I was lucky enough to be able to kind of chat with some of their VPs. We actually saw each other in person like several months ago, wait a little bit before COVID. And it was kind of being talked about and we were all excited. And now it's come almost to fruition. I should also point out that we did have a little lapse of not having data sharing with Pikes Peak MLS as well, but we got that back in 2017. So right now we can see listings in Iris and in the Springs area. We're just missing that kind of Denver metro market. So pretty soon here, I can't quote dates, but I can tell you that data share will be back by the end of the year. And for those who don't know what data share really means, all it means is that if you enter a listing into Iris, it will automatically be sent to Colorado and vice versa. So when you log into Iris, You'll see Iris, RE Colorado, and Pikes Peak listings, and it is, it's great because it's all there, and we'll deduplicate them. So if a listing's in both, you're going to see one listing so that you don't have double the inventory in certain areas. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I think it's going to be a huge benefit, again, for our customers. It's great news that it's, you know, already underway. And those people who are working on the technological side of it, they're, they're making it happen. And even if even if you don't have a date, which I know everybody wants, but even if you don't have a date, that's 100 percent for sure. I think it's just so wonderful to know that that's coming and, and it's going to be such a great service to everybody who uses Iris, to everyone who uses RE Colorado. It's very good to hear. It is. And and you did mention um, working on that, you know, the tech side of things. And so it's not a flip of a switch. I think that's one thing that has Maybe everybody's so excited about it. They're like, well, when will it be here? When will it be here? And uh, we're feeling the same way. But it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And we want to make sure we're doing it right so that it's perfect on both platforms and everybody's happy. So what we have to do is we actually do have to match fields to one another, which sounds easy. But when you think about things like, I don't know, I'll make something up. Let's say that Annie added a listing in RE Colorado and said that it had a fireplace, but on the listing in Iris, it says gas fireplace. How do you map those things together? Because we don't know if you have a gas fireplace. Annie, you might have a wood-burning stove. So lots of work behind the scenes, but we are chipping away at it, and it's starting to look really good. Amidst everything else, so you're you're moving your entire workforce remotely to working from home. You're working on getting data share back for everybody. While all of this was going on, Iris also decided to do a virtual town hall. Yeah. You were one of the people to take the lead on that. I want to ask you about that, Annie. In the real estate community, uh, we like to do a lot of events. We like to get together. We like to network, uh, stay connected, and, and talk about what's going on in our industry, what's going on in our communities, all of those things. And with the, the current situation, that wasn't 
an option in a traditional way. You know, I think it ended up coming together really well. But for anybody else who's looking to put on a virtual event, there's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. There was a lot that we we learned. There were a lot of processes. There were a lot of softwares, different things like that, that we had to learn to use. And, you know, I, I like that kind of thing. I think it's fun to, to <laughs> you know, yeah, find out, you know, what you do love button that. do. I do. I like that. I love that you love it. how do we get this to work and how do we get this person on here and how do we you know do all of those pieces and think if if you're a problem solving puzzles kind of person this is this could be an interesting time (laughs) yeah lauren actually decided on the speakers so we ended up with some some really wonderful people joining us and and that was one of the really cool things about doing a virtual town hall is that not everybody needs to fly in. So it made some nationally and internationally known and also very busy speakers much more available. So we were able to have uh, Elliot Eisenberg, who is known as the Bowtie Economist. He has a website called Graphs and Laughs. He, he came on and he did an update on the economy and how it applies to realtors and and real estate and not only this region, but nationally. And and he did go into politics a little bit and and he was very dynamic and interesting. And I definitely recommend for our listeners, if you're not familiar with Elliot, that our listeners go to his Graphs and Laughs website and start following his newsletter because he has a ton of pertinent information that's presented in a way that's actually entertaining. He really is. And, you know, so many people think, oh, I don't, you know, I I teach the stats class. I love stats and I'm kind of nerdy like that, but not everybody is. So when we had Elliot speak years ago, people were like, really, an economist? I mean, this is important, but how boring is this going to be? This man, when you see him in person, he jumps on tables. He's like running around. He makes it so fun and exciting. He's he's just super entertaining. And I thought Matthew Ferrero was amazing. If anyone is feeling down or overwhelmed his topic was a u-shaped recovery and i loved him what did you think i really liked matthew that was it made me feel so reassured matthew was um our final speaker for the virtual town hall and he was such a wonderful way to wrap everything up so his his focus was largely on how do we adapt ourselves so that we can make our lives better one of the things he talked about that i know a lot of Uh, us, a lot of the staff at IRIS have been talking about since then, is what you put in really matters. So what you're consuming, whether it is the music you're listening to, the movies you're watching, what you're seeing on that Facebook feed when you're scrolling through, all of those things are affecting you deeply. You want to control that because that's going to really change how you feel about the world. So that's going to change how you interact with your family, what you see as possible, the opportunities or the negatives that you see. I mean, they become so much louder depending on what you're ingesting. And so what we did at Iris, actually, after this, one of the things he had talked about was listening to superhero music or theme songs or things like that to kind of get you amped up and get in this this very powerful mental state where I can take this on. I can do this. I am capable And I feel good about it. So Iris actually put together, Julie actually put together a Spotify (laughs) playlist. And Julie, can you tell us, tell everybody a little bit more about that? Oh, yes. I'm so excited to talk about it. And Annie's giving me far too much credit. Uh, The whole team came up with songs. So it's really fun. 
to kind of check out our coworkers' music taste, you know, taste in music. It's it's funny. We have a little bit of everything for everyone. You know, you might go from a country song to a pop song to a rap song and then I don't know, like blues or R&B in there. So check it out. I think there's something outrageous, like 80 songs on there. It's like five and a half hours worth of music. I listen to it at work all the time. And I do have a stand-up desk and I dance to it as well. So if you feel like you need to get up and move, that's one of the things that we can control during this time, right? It's like our physical activity and feeling healthy and good. If I'm feeling down, I put that playlist on. I stand up at my desk. I can type and dance at the same time. It's not, it's not pretty, but it works. And I would really recommend checking it out. If you want to, it is on Spotify. It's under Iris MLS. And, and listen to them because, I mean, it is uplifting and it is fun to hear all of those different inputs. And, and for us, it was fun, too, because it's always a little bit revealing to see people's personal musical tastes and, and what gets them <laughs> excited and amped up. Yeah. Whether it's the Star Wars theme or it's an 80s rock ballad, it's I feel like it's it, it tells you a little bit of something about that person. So that was kind of a fun way we got to get to know each other as a result of that virtual town hall. So that was fun. One of our other speakers uh, was Danae Evans so out of CMLS, and she did a presentation on how MLSs are being affected. Um, she also had some really nice uplifting messages in there. And then Lauren, our CEO of IRIS, she, she gave a great sort of State of the Union address and stats and what's going on with the MLS and what's going on with the real estate world, the real estate um, industry, all of that. So she covered it much more eloquently than I'm putting it right now. So I would definitely say go ahead and check that out as well. So our YouTube site for Iris is um, is something that we can also link here. So I would definitely say uh, check those out because it's fun and it's it's nice to have something going on in the background that's uh, keeping you up to date, feeding you, giving you uplifting messages or just important updates that are going to help you do do your job. So it was an interesting learning experience and I'm glad we did it. As far as the technical side goes, um, again, I think so much of it is just the willingness to learn, the willingness to try new things, and then just having a good team of, you know, we had one person on webcams, turn them off if, if the wrong person comes on at the wrong time, or one person on microphones, turn them off if somebody's, can't, you know, microphones on at the wrong time. You have all these things, really, these moving parts in the background. We had Julie making sure the right presenter was up. And I think we ended up with over 300 registrants and a lot of interactions. So we even gave away a book, which was the bigger book of apps by Beth Z. So there were there were so many moving pieces. But again, having a great team makes such a huge difference with that. So we, and you know, one of the things that came out of it was the poll that everybody said they wanted a podcast. So if you're not enjoying this podcast, I'm so sorry, but you all said you wanted this podcast. That's right. That is that is what the people have asked for. And this is fun. <laughs> I would totally do this again. I'm having a great time. <laughs> and we can't wait to hear your feedback. And let us know if you have topics that you want covered. We're very interested in that. Julie, before we wrap everything up today, one of the things that I think everybody would like to hear a little bit about is just what's next for Iris. Annie, I guess what I'd really like to focus on for the future is just a sense of, hey, we're here for you, because we're not going anywhere. We're, we're adapting, certainly. We'll continue to adapt. We'll continue to offer things like the virtual town hall and this podcast and try new things. But we're here. We're stable. Our company's been around a long time. We have no plans on going anywhere. Another thing just to briefly talk about regarding 
kind of hopeful feelings, right? Looking forward to the future, what's coming up soon is, I'd encourage everyone when you get a few minutes to go into some of our statistics products like InfoSparks on IRIS, that's located under the reports tab and just check out what's happening. I mentioned I taught that class the other day and I hadn't really looked at stats in a little bit and I was amazed at how resilient, really, I mean, I keep using that word, but it's incredible what our subscribers are continuing to do business-wise. Here's a great example of that. For our entire MLS, in the month of June alone, just June, we had over 2,000 listings go under contract. That was a 25% increase compared to last year. Wow. So 25% more properties went under contract in June of this year than last year. Certainly, it was down the two preceding months, but I think that that shows that we have a whole bunch of new sales going into the pipeline. We're continuing to see increases in new listings, inventory, List price to sold price is not too shabby. It's at 100%. I don't really know how much better than that you get. Days on market is still really low. So we're going to be okay. And we're going to all help each other. And it's going to be up and down. It always is. They say the only constant is change. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners as well for joining us. We will be staying in touch and we look forward to doing more of these podcasts and connecting with you in many different ways as we go forward.